Hi there, Carling here. Whether this is your first episode of this podcast you're listening to, or you're working backwards from the more recent ones, these earliest episodes require a bit of patience, humor, and understanding. These episodes are a time machine back to when I had no idea what I was doing in editing, sound quality, or production. And there were two hosts. We were full of passion, laughter, and a whole lot of trial and error. But here's the thing. These episodes are the essence of my humble beginnings, and I'm hoping that's part of the charm. The raw authenticity that shaped the foundation of this podcast. Although this podcast has evolved and my interview skills and audio quality have vastly improved, the heart and soul of these episodes remain timeless. The stories I shared back then, they still hold significance and are worth hearing. These episodes make me appreciate how far I've come, so... Thank you in advance for your patience and enjoy. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay and I'm joined by my co-host and real life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Obviously, if I walk down to secluded hiking trails near a body of water to meet a total stranger, <laughs> that cannot go poorly. Folks, we're recording from Michelle's bed because oh, she's having a trauma day. Here on the podcast, that is okay. <laughs> Oof. Okay. I don't know if it's going to pick you up the same as me, but... I can move. Can you? No. Um. Hello, everybody. Oh, that's hi. weird. I never say hi to everybody. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> This is pretty comfy. We're like cozied up on the bed. Oh, we oh, can't. Oh, danger. I don't want anything to unplug. Today's a day. I'm tired. I know. We've like. We worked hard today. Well, last night we were up. Well, last night was crazy and tiring because Lindy and I decided to have you and the kids over for a fire. Yeah. And we are also dog sitting. So that totaled five cats, five kids, six dogs. Six kids. Oh, that totaled six kids, five cats, six dogs, and three adults. Uh huh. And a fire. What could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing went wrong. No, nobody caught on fire. Nobody Everything got hurt. was fine. Well, Claire walked into that thing. Oh, well, what else is new? Claire's very clumsy. Yeah, but bless her. But it went really good. I thought. I'm, you know, like my dogs are all rescues. And so they all come with their own unique baggage, baggage, and we love them. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're all really good with kids. They are. Yeah, they and really are. Like Henry is our youngest, but biggest at 75 pounds. And dumbest. And dumbest. <laughs> He's, how do I describe Henry? He is a bully. He's the kid on the playground who looks for the weakest kid who has no friends and probably <laughs> takes an inhaler and then he pushes him off a rock. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's him. He would like, and it's always around me. He goes to daycare. He's fine, but he doesn't like puppies. 
and he doesn't like shy dogs and he doesn't like, you know, pushover dogs. Yeah. But God, give him another bully dog and he's like in love. Oh my gosh. All of his friends. I know all of his friends are a little bit like they've got attitude and they don't let him mess around. That's so funny. And so, you know, like, so we're working with it. He can't go to dog parks, you know, like there's, you know, um, he's got limitations. He's got limitations and we're working with him. But I was saying to Lindy last night, like, you know, of all the problems, I'm just so glad he's so good with kids. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like he was walking up to Jude with a ball and he'd give him the ball and Jude would throw it. And he was just being so respectful. Respectful. Well, I mean, he also was trying to get food from everybody, but you know. No, he Um, did really good. It was so, yeah, it was really good. And Johnny, our three, sorry guys, this intro is all about my dogs and how proud I am of them. (laughs) Um, Our three-legged dog, Johnny, when we first got him, uh, he's missing a front leg uh, we think based on his behavior that he was very badly treated by Aww, people puppers. and he charged kids a lot. Like he just didn't trust them. Didn't want them near him. And then last night he had like piles of kids, like cuddling. I mean, respectfully cuddling. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And him and Adrian, your oldest really have a special bond. They do. Like Adrian just walked in, sat down next to him. Johnny just laid down and they cuddled. No, oh, Yeah. It was very sweet. And I just, It just makes me happy. Um, (laughs) But then last night, I don't know if I just had too many marshmallows, but I had a crazy dream. (laughs) Too many marshmallows. (laughs) Often when I have too many marshmallows, I... I've just had so much coffee and I have so many things to talk about with you. Tell me. I'm just going to sit here and listen. Okay. Last night, I had a dream that I had to have my left leg amputated below the knee or like at the knee. So then I had to get a prosthetic, but uh-huh. it was one of those ones that was like a curvy blade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a running one? Yeah. Like yeah. ones that the runners and athletes use. Yeah, definitely something you would need. All yeah. of the things that I am not. Absolutely. And like, why would only my one foot need it? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like really traumatized by this sudden need to have this prosthetic. And I was like trying to like, hide it with pants and you were trying to cheer me up and the way you were going to cheer me up was telling me that at least now I weighed less (laughs) that was your big takeaway you're like well just think like how much weight do you think you lost losing that half leg oh I I mean there's a silver lining in every situation (laughs) so and I was like oh uh and then I woke up (laughs) you're like oh bitch um Oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. And then I want to tell you about this story that happened to me and Lindy yesterday. Tell me. We were we were gonna go for a drive. Well, we went for a drive. So yeah. we were going for a drive, but first Starbucks. Uh-huh. Always. So we're in line forever. It's taking forever. That's fine. We're just like enjoying the day. And the barista, so that, like did we talk about this? How you say barista? Oh, barista. <laughs> I do say it funny. Barista. You know what? This is bringing me to our Facebook group. I'm going to put in our Facebook group how you say barista or barista. And I want to get people's feedback. How are we going to say that, though? Because they're spelled the same. I'll spell it phonetically. Okay. Okay. Um, Barista. (laughs) Or barista. (laughs) Um, So I roll down the window. And normally... If you go to Starbucks, they're like, 
hey, what can we get started for you today? <laughs> and instead, he said, how can we get started on for you today? How can we get started on for you today? <laughs> and like, okay, it's busy. He like, I've said stupid things like that's half my life. Um, but I just glanced over at Lindy and we both burst out laughing <laughs> and the kind of laughter where you can't produce noise because yeah. it'll just come out as a honk because you're laughing. <laughs> and so all I'm, all I'm able to get out is venti Americano, but that's only half my order. <laughs> and he's like, okay, so just a venti Americano. And I was like, no. And then I was like trying not to laugh and I was like with heavy cream. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, can you repeat that then? And I was like, a venti americano with heavy cream and then i'm like crying i'm laughing so hard and then he's like okay that's everything for you and i was like no and he must have been so annoyed with me he's like lady because lindy just wanted a lemon loaf and lindy was not about to get a lemon loaf because i couldn't oh, flipping say it that's amazing and then by the time we got to the window like the person taking our payment wasn't the same person Thank, well, I don't know if that's thankful or not. I was like, if that's him, I'm going to say something. He's probably like, you are you need to take these people because they are annoying. <laughs> Idiots. Oh my um, gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. What else? I had a whole notebook, but I can't, I don't know where it went. It's over here. Oh, this recording from a bed. I, I don't think know. we should also talk about how you said we should get matching tattoos. Oh my God. <laughs> So I'm like, we're just waiting for someone to like get ready to record. And so we, you know, we try to be quiet because we're waiting for them to like come online. And I like look over at her and I had drawn a heart on my thumb <laughs> and I mouth, we should get matching tattoos. And then I pointed at the tattoo that I have that you also have. Yeah, we do. Because we met. already have matching tattoos. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> You know, sometimes it's hard to to remember something that's permanently uh, edged on your body. <laughs> on your wrist in the most <laughs> on your visible. Wrist, it's like God. something you see every day. But I guess we didn't seek out getting matching tattoos. You yeah. had the semicolon on your wrist. And then I got one like years later. Should we get like on our arms? I did not sign up for this. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we should. Crazy. What else is in your notebook? Um, I also wrote down hair redemption. Because okay. I wanted to tell everybody, because I think it's important, a few weeks ago, well, a month ago, it was the first episode in September, I posted that my hair got butchered. Yes. Um, I went, just before I started my ju new job, I went to... Your Junob? My... <laughs> Is that what I said? My Junob? <laughs> Oh, God, help us. Okay, I started my new job. But a few days before her, I went to go get a haircut um, at the salon I normally go to, but not with the stylist I normally see. Right. Um, and I ended up looking like Kate Goslin from John and Kate Plus 8 uh -huh. with bleach white frosted tip basically <laughs> it was bad but i knew that i need so anyway our... it was so bad that like me as your best friend couldn't even like lie to you and say yeah that it was still okay i know you tried hard I for tried. a few minutes and i was like you don't need to and lie. even the kids were like it, it's not that bad and you're like shut up <laughs> it was bad and so annalisa from hair philosophy yes um in calgary uh, i reached out to her and because we know her and yeah. 
It's Anthony's cousin. Yeah. And what? <laughs> <laughs> so she got me in. God bless her. The day before I started my new job and she fixed it. Yeah. She did um, an incredible job. But everybody was like, you really need to like let the salon know because, you know, like as a artist, as a, as a hair person, you hairstylist, hairstylist hair person, it's important to get that feedback. Right. Um, or for like the salon owner, it's important to know when somebody's not happy. Yeah, because they, they want your return business, yeah. right? So they're going to try to... But, like, also, we all know, if you've listened to any more than this episode, that I'm not so good at self-advocating. No. And so I was too scared. I didn't know how. Because <laughs> I don't want to call and be a Karen and be like... I know. I looked like a Karen. That's what my hairdress... <laughs> that's what my hair looked like. So I didn't want to be like, hey, I didn't like my hair. Like, I think I was just so traumatized after the experience and sobbing yeah. that I didn't know how to articulate, like, that what ended up on my head was not what we had discussed. Right. Like, at all. At all. And one night, literally, I was just, like, cooking supper. I think it was just last week, actually. And I was like, I have to message this like the owner on, like out of nowhere out of nowhere i wow, was like now i have to do it right now so he's on my instagram so i messaged him and i just said like what's the best way for me to provide some feedback on a negative experience that i had oh and you. he was like you can just tell me right here what's up so i told him i sent him pictures of what we had talked about wanting and then i sent him pictures Did you of send him the tiktok that you made <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> so funny um but i sent him pictures of what ended up looking like and he agreed that it was no bueno mm -hmm. and he refunded me the whole amount that's amazing um and my shirt got bleached yeah like i don't know cool. how it happened but my shirt that i was wearing got ruined yeah um but he like apologized profusely and he agreed with me, which was so validating. Yes, for sure. And then he refunded and he was like, I hope that we get to see you again. Aw, no, that's really good. That's the way to do it, right? So I just wanted to update that because I think all too often, what do they say in marketing? Like if somebody has a negative experience, they'll tell 50 people. Yeah. But yeah. if somebody has a positive experience, they'll maybe only tell one person. You're right. Yeah. So I wanted to tell the same amount of people that I told about my bad experience <laughs> that it was redeemed and all is well all ten thousand of you <laughs> <laughs> um close god how are you i've literally done all the talking for 14 minutes yeah i noticed uh i'm okay it's a hard day yeah it's tricky with grief because there are milestones right like there are yeah there are milestones that you hit like anniversaries. Yeah. And like, maybe like I, I just wasn't feeling good all day. And then I kind of went to my Facebook and then I was like, Oh, that's why. Like, I just, you know, yeah. Like one was, of those things. Yeah. There was stuff going on this time two years ago. That yeah. Was not great. That wasn't great. So then it was just like one of those things where you're like, Oh yeah, crap. Like, and it all kind of comes flooding back. Right. So, uh, I'm okay though. Otherwise, like I, uh, I work tomorrow, but I've got Tuesday and Wednesday off again. So I can kind of, Take care of myself and see your new therapist. See my new therapist. Girl, am I coming? Yes, please. Oh you my are. god, I would love it you so better. much. <laughs> um, 
yeah no so that i'm looking forward to that i mean i am and i'm not right yeah like, like as with, much as one can look forward to reliving trauma well exactly and like with every new therapist you kind of have to tell them your story again from scratch and i feel like i've told this story like so many times um to counselors so it's just a little a little tiring but um that's okay it'll yeah. be good in the end and um yeah i don't really when do you see her on tuesday wednesday because uh, uh. we're record this intro is for tuesday yes but obviously we recorded earlier because yes life well, yeah, we can record it like on Tuesday. <laughs> Coming to you live on Tuesday. Um, nothing else really is going on. Well, I did have some like medical stuff out that I was worried about that I got checked out and ended up being um, okay. So I had like a lump in my breast yeah. and was kind of nervous about that. And I was having some pain and uh, the doctor kind of felt it too and was like, no, you need to go get this checked out. So um when for that's like the worst kind of validation right when you're like something's wrong and your doctor's like yes yeah. something is wrong and then they write like urgent on the form and yeah. you're like okay yeah um you're like i came to you for you to tell me right that i'm exaggerating yeah but anyways i went for an ultrasound and everything is okay i guess everything's normal um so that's good I mean, so like what's the lump I don't know. Well, what they think it might just be like a fat deposit or um, because I've nursed like five babies that yeah. like my breasts just change like yeah. shape or whatever. Um, so that's good. I mean, because the last thing I need right now is breast cancer. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we both burst out laughing. <laughs> Disclaimer, nothing about breast cancer no, is funny. We just no. laugh through trauma. Uh, I do have to go for some more blood tests though because I think my thyroid is a little bit out of whack. Mm. Um, so I've got blood tests coming up, but it's kind of something I'm not going to worry about until, you know, if and when there's something to worry about. So yeah, we'll just, that's all you can do. We'll just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Um, but today's episode I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, we're interviewing, what did you refer to her? Daisy, but not her no, real name. not her real name, Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so this is a really good example of somebody who really wanted to share her story, um, but wanted to remain anonymous uh-huh. um, for a number of reasons. Um, and I think that's that's totally fine because that doesn't take away how relatable or the lesson that can be learned from the story. Exactly. Yeah. So she reached out uh, after hearing one of our Patreon episodes of um, Carling's past with kind of internet safety uh and maybe making not the best choices online yeah um and kind of had a similar story to share so she wanted to share it with us and it was an interesting time you know when back in the early 2000s where or late i guess late 1998 or whatever because what what did you call them I said the early aughts and aughts is usually like the early 2000s oh my god i've never heard that oh but yeah, so ba- yeah, basically, if anybody was preteen, teenager, when internet was first being introduced into when people's- When internet? When internet. <laughs> the internet. The World Wide Web. Was being introduced into homes. Yes. I even remember like commercials on TV where you'd see their web page across the bottom. Uh-huh. 
and being like, wow, they have a website. Like it was just, (laughs) that was like the big thing. Like if you were, if there was a website for, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, in those early days, uh, it was all kind of a trial and error situation where we didn't really know the dangers of the internet. Um, and so, yeah. Well, and the people who were raising us had never, no, had no, you know what I mean? Like we were learning. No concept of, you know, what it, yeah. Yeah. Like now we understand like when kids are on the internet, what to look for and how it works and all that stuff. But our parents and grandparents had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Daisy's story is, um, yeah, just kind of some of the downfalls of trusting people on the internet. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, not protecting yourself as best as you should. Uh, it is a bit of a lighter episode. Um, we kind of wanted to stick a lighter episode in between, you know, Jen's episode and yeah. our upcoming episode where there's a little bit more triggering things happening. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's a cautionary tale that I think will be, su- I don't think we'll be surprised how many people can relate to it. Or like, Oh yeah. my God, like I did the same thing or yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Like that. It was, so, it was like, there's a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia. Nostalgia? Nostalgia. No, you said it right. It's just funny. Cause it's like, it is so true. Like you think back of when you were that age and like the stupid things you did. Yeah. Or, where you should have ended up dead. Yeah. Like the people that you talk to that you shouldn't have or. And here we are. And somehow we survived it all. But you know, some people didn't. So that's, that's kind of the. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it could have been worse, you know? Yeah. But anyways. Anyway. You enjoy. Get to it. Daisy. Hello. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I'm glad to be back. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> For those who are listening that are like, what's going on? Um, we recorded with you, I think, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, and we had that was a while audio- ago. Yeah, we had some audio trouble and I tried saving it and I thought like I'd rather re-record it properly than like have la have like a disjointed episodes so yeah, it was not great the the audio messed up on us so so we're like hey, yeah how we do again <laughs> we know how much you love talking about trauma tell <laughs> us again <laughs> <laughs> well good thing is i love talking about trauma just as much as you guys so there you go good good <laughs> i know our podcast is so real i didn't I thought it would be relatable. I didn't think it would be this relatable. Like mm-hmm. so many people are like, oh yeah, this trauma happened to me and yeah. all this stuff. So, and I, like I was saying, like your story is probably one of the most relatable that I've had because um, like over on our Patreon, I talked about my near internet predator kidnapping and then you reached out and you're like, hey girl, me too. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, no, exactly. And I kind of honestly... I sort of forgot about it for a long time. Not forgot about it, but it's just not something I think about on a regular basis because like I said in my message to you guys was like, I don't know if this is even a juicy enough story to be on a podcast. You know, like it's sort of plain in a weird way. It's just very straightforward, boring. Like, hey, this is something that happened to me. I didn't get thrown in a van or in a trunk or tied up in a basement or anything like that. It's just some kind of weird thing that happened to me when I was a kid. And, but it's, it's just funny because it seems like it happens a lot more often than we even realize because you told your story and I went, Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. then I wrote to you and you were like, Oh my God, that's weird. So 
That's what I think is really interesting because how many people are going to hear your story and be like, oh, that's wild. Like I hadn't thought about that in 20 years, but that happened to me too. You know, and I think it's just yeah. like, I don't know, it shows that it's like such a throwback to like before internet safety. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think um, at the time, like with your situation, you didn't necessarily think that it was that crazy, but looking back at it, you can see how crazy and dangerous it was. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of us have stories like that from our childhood where, you know, everything seems okay. But then looking back, it's like, oh my God, how did I, how did I survive that? Like, that was not a good, good call on my part. Right. So it's, I think everyone has a similar story to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, like we were saying is it's, it's pretty much right around the burgeoning internet situation where internet was becoming a more household thing. It was a normal thing. It wasn't yeah. just something wealthy people had and you needed it for school. Yeah. Or you yeah. wouldn't be able to get any of your work done. So it became more of a household thing. Internet safety wasn't a thing. It wasn't something that anyone even talked about. No one knew it was going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny to look back at it. And at the time I was like, ooh, I'm being a rebellious teenager. And now I look back and I'm like, you could have been a dead teenager. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like a giant, like, uh, I don't know, social experiment, right? It's like, well, we're going to yeah. put the internet out there and see what happens. And then <laughs> we'll have all these cautionary tales to tell new people coming to the internet. Like, it, it was like a trial run, yeah. right? That we were all just like, I don't know, human, tr- we were, yeah, the human trials of yeah. how crazy yeah. the internet can be, right? Yeah. I feel like our generation was a human trial for a lot of things, but we don't have to go oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. 100%. Well, why don't we dive in? Everybody who hasn't listened is probably like, what, is, what are they talking about? <laughs> so why don't we start from the beginning? Tell us a little bit about like who you are, where you're from, what you do. Okay. Um, well, so I am 32. I'm from Massachusetts in the States. Um, I work in marketing, do a lot of blogging, writing, that kind of thing. Weirdly enough, wound up being a relatively normal adult. So I guess points there. Thank you. Thank you. You can't see me, but I'm bowing. (laughs) So I, um, I guess, I guess my story, I should probably start with like a brief background. So I was a pretty messed up kid, not messed up, like send me away to a camp or anything like that, but just had some emotional issues. So long story short, um, I found out when I was about six, that my dad wasn't my biological father and my mom and my biological father essentially kidnapped me and moved me across the country from everything and everyone I knew. Oh my God. Yikes. Um, so yeah, different story for a different podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so eventually it all got worked out. My family on the East coast found out where we were and God only knows what happened in, in that time span. I was so young. Yeah. So Eventually, my mom flew me out to my grandparents to visit for a summer when I was nine and then just called one night and said she wasn't coming back and my grandmother was enrolling me in school. And that's it. You live back in the East Coast now. Like, that's just so little. Like, I'm thinking of Michelle's nine-year-old and, like, I just, like, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because I look at, like, my nephew is nine and I look at him and I'm like, I can't imagine anyone ever doing that to him because he seems so young and so innocent. But I remember the phone call. And I remember just being like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do? Wow. 
and just hanging up the phone and being like, so I guess we're going school clothes shopping. Cool. Like, I just like, yeah. it's so funny looking back that it didn't really affect me in the moment. Did you ever talk to your grandma or mom about it later? And like, was your grandma surprised about it? Or what was your grandma sort of like, leave her here, I can give her a better life or something? That actually sort of all that's actually a pretty good segue too, because my mom and I like my mom was 18 when she had me was totally not prepared to be a parent. Um, hadn't even graduated high school yet by the time I was born. And we always were kind of like more siblings than mother daughter. There was never that really right. protective, instinctual mom child thing with my mother. Um, so I don't think that my grandmother suggested it. She may have in passing, but I don't think it was ever a real conversation that they had. And from what I know, my grandmother's, you know, passed away now, but um, from what I understand from my mom is that between the time that we had moved out West and the time that she sent me back, they had, I had two half sisters that I found out about um, that had been born after me and before my parents got back together. And then my parents had two more kids together. But you didn't know about them right away? I didn't know about the first two because they were born while my parents had been split up and I had been raised by this other man who was still my dad, who's the best person ever. Um, so I found out I had two sisters and then my mother and my biological father had two more girls. So now I had four sisters. Wow. And so I think my mom was just overwhelmed. She was still very young when you think about it. I mean, she was younger than I am now. So now she's raising me, my two sisters and my two half sisters. And my father was never around. He was always cheating on her. And so I think, I think a lot of it came down to just, okay, I know she'll be safe here. I know that they'll take good care of her. And then I don't think she had it in her to really explain it to me in an age appropriate way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, sorry, but this is what needs to happen right now. And I just sort of went, okay, and accepted it. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, we've had conversations about it over the years, but we've never really gotten to anything new or we've never really resolved anything. It's always just me being like, hey, mom, that was messed up. And she's like, I know, right? Well, we'll have her on our podcast next week and she can explain what yeah. the eight she was Oh, yeah. Oh, she could tell you. Oh, she would have some stories for you. That's for sure. Um, but so anyway, yeah, I mean, that was just, needless to say, a pretty tumultuous childhood. Not yeah. going to set you up for being valedictorian or the most normal kid in your class. Yeah. Um, and what was it like living with your grandma? Were you close with her? Uh, yes and no. It was tough because the generational gap was so wide. My grandmother grew up in the Great, Dep- the Great Depression, so she was born in 1933. She raised five of her own kids in the 70s, and now all of a sudden she's raising a nine-year-old girl and eventually a teenage girl in the late 90s, early 2000s, which had to be so crazy for her with the advancement of technology and everything else. And even just trying to help me with homework. You know, just even, even just that simple thing is so different for her. And then especially when I started to rebel and try to process what had happened to me in my life, I didn't know how to handle it. She didn't know how to handle it. So we butted heads a lot. Yeah. But then once I grew up and moved out on and was on my own, we became a lot closer. When I moved out to Seattle, she would call me a couple times a week and we would talk for an hour, hour and a half at a time and just catch up and then 
you know, when she got really, really sick um, and was on her way out, um, I was the last person that she spoke to on the phone. So, yeah, I mean, I would say that we were definitely close, but it was a struggle when I was a kid. Yeah. It was only when I really grew up and realized what she had done for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I started to, everything as a nine-year-old yeah. you wouldn't understand, right? That, right. The sacrifices that she made. Right. And as a, as a teenager, especially your yeah. first instinct is to take all of your frustration and all of your anger out on the first person that you see and the person that's closest to you. And unfortunately yeah. that was my grandmother that I lived with. Yeah, absolutely. Was it just you and her? No, it was me, her, and my grandfather, who okay. is turning 93 next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And was he, like, kind of, I find, like, grandparents, the ma- the grandpas were always, like, really hands-off. And I think that's yeah. like, oh. a generational thing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And he's gotten a lot softer in his old age, for sure. Oh. Um, and especially since since I've had my son, he's just, he's gotten a lot more family-oriented. Um, but when I was growing up, he would pretty much sit in his recliner. He would listen to me and my grandmother screaming bloody murder at each other. (laughs) And I mean, he watched her chase me down the hallway with a yardstick once and just didn't even bat an eyelash. (laughs) And then there was one time that I, I don't even remember what I said, but I said something really deep and messed up to her. And he all but catapulted out of his recliner and was like, you get out don't come back until you figure your stuff out. Wow. I'm trying not to swear because I know I did that last time. (laughs) (laughs) All good. Teenagers are the worst. Uh Um, Yeah. But again, he's, he's gotten a lot softer. And I think now he, especially now looking back with my grandmother being gone all these years and how close he and I have gotten, I think he's having the same sort of perspective change that I've had. So your story kind of starts at like the beginning of the internet or yes. like what actually, that makes <laughs> sense. so old. No, but like when the internet was really brought into households. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so to go back a little bit to my mom being like my quote best friend, with the onslaught of the internet being more of a household thing, I became that kid that was bullied a lot in school. Yeah. And girls specifically who are horrible, they oh, would make sorry. they would make anonymous instant messenger accounts just to tell me to kill myself. Oh, um, if your own mother doesn't want you, no one's going to. That's why she gave you up. Next time you cut yourself, do it right and just get it over with. I mean, kids are horrible. They mm-hmm. they just know how to find that one thing and just dig at it with a spork yeah. until you cave. Yeah. You know, it's they're just awful. Yeah. So, you know, I had zero self-esteem at the time and Looking back, of course, that was a huge factor into how I almost got kidnapped. But one of yeah. those things is my mom encouraging me to talk to a 24-year-old man that I met on MSN when I was 12. Oh, man. And so you were 12 and talking to this guy and you were just like, hey, mom, I met this guy. And she was yep. inc- like, she, wow. She was living, a, um, she was living a few hours away at the time. She had moved back from the West And so I went to stay with her for a week and just visit with my sisters and everything. Um, And I was using her computer, met this guy in a chat room openly. I wasn't hiding it from her. I was sitting in the kitchen, plain as day, chit-chatting away with this guy. And I told her all about it. 
she's like, oh, okay, well, as long as he's nice and he's not being creepy and as long as I can meet him through video chat. Oh, my so, God. So, you know, because... Oh, if you're 24 and you're talking to a 12 year old, you're automatically creepy. <laughs> right, right. But he was acting very respectful, you see. Right. So, yeah. And of course, at this time, she had met men online already and it never went bad for her. So, what's the problem? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so, yeah, again, as we've mentioned a few times, that was around the time that kids really needed internet at home. You, you just yeah. had to have it. So, that, at that point, I was about 13 or 14 and discovered AOL chat rooms. Oh, man. So we're on dial-up, and I'm chatting with people all over America yeah. with my grandmother yelling at me that she needs to make a long-distance phone call to her sister, <laughs> so I have to get offline. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't um, think we'll ever forget that dial-up sound. Like, yeah. It's no. embedded in our brains forever. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like, the, it's like the white noise that you hear when you're trying desperately to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it, we'll just never, ever get rid of it. I could probably sing it for you, but I won't try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids, kids, they will never know what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I swear, I might play it for my child someday just to be like, this is what I had to go through. So <laughs> don't complain to me when the Wi-Fi drops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you want to go on the internet? Okay, listen to this for 20 minutes first. And then you yeah. can. <laughs> yep. And you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Character. So yeah, I mean, around that time, I'm, I'm talking to people all over the country. I'm 13 or 14 years old, totally took advantage because I lived with my grandparents and they didn't know the first thing about how the internet worked. I mean, if they had been a normal age for parents those days, they still wouldn't have known yeah. how the internet really worked. Yeah. Um, so a ton of older men would PM me because you would get into this chat room and everyone's, oh, ASL. And I'd be like, oh, this is normal. I'm 13 female from Massachusetts. And there's no way a bunch of creeps are going to pop up in my inbox. It's just not going to happen. Nothing but, nothing but appropriately aged. Yeah. Peers. Yeah. I'm going to be in a nice 13 year old boy who comes from a lot of money. He's going to sweep me off my feet. We're going to get married when we're 23, have two and a half kids and a white picket fence. I mean, that's just how these things go. Absolutely. (laughs) So so eventually I met this guy named Kim. He said he was 19 years old. That's what he told me. I don't know to this day how true that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He lived about two hours away. So close to Boston. He actually drove down to meet me one day, and I decided that it was okay to meet him in the, we called it a conservation area at the time. So it was just like a huge field and a bunch of hiking trails around a pond, and it was all maintained by the town. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, if I walk down to secluded hiking trails near a body of water to meet a total stranger, <laughs> that cannot go poorly. What could go wrong? <laughs> What I've could never seen a Dateline episode involve any of those things. Yeah. No. Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries never did it. America's Most Wanted never did it. Our generation is why Dateline and True Crime existed. Absolutely. I know. I actually just started watching a show on Investigation Discovery. I think it's called Crime Gone Viral. Oh. And it's crime scenes that got caught on CCTV or social media live casts and... ATM cameras and stuff like that. And it's like, man, if we'd only had that back then. Yeah. 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 Wow. 
crazy. But yeah, I mean, in this situation, there's no way I'm going to wind up on any of those shows for sure. And so do you remember, do you remember meeting him digitally and Mm -hmm. sort of like that, I don't know, that grooming process for lack of a better, like, cause he must've, he like, obviously he knew what he was doing and you were naive because you were a child, but do you remember that sort of like swooning process of like one of him bringing up the idea to meet you? Honestly, I don't really remember who brought it up first. Knowing me and knowing me at 13 or 14 years old, it was probably me. <laughs> you probably um, thinking like, oh, I was going to have to wait a lot longer. And you were like, hey, yeah, don't hang out. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there at his kitchen table and he's like, oh, jackpot. Yeah. You know, but I I honestly don't remember much of our conversations. I just remember like us starting to chit chat, like, oh, you know, what are you interested in? What kind of music do you listen to? What kind of movies are you into? Oh, maybe we should go and see this movie together someday. And that's when it started getting flirty. Right. Just casual stuff like that. And then I remember just being completely enamored with him. Just the way that you fall for somebody when you're that age. It's like, you're going to marry this person. Yeah. 100%. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way life is going to get in the way. This is the one because you've known him now for three hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true. <love. laughs> so I, I do remember that, but I don't remember him ever being, and I'm only saying this to be fair because I don't remember him being creepy at all. Yeah. Obviously looking back, it is creepy, but yeah. I don't remember him being overtly like, oh, send me pictures of your boobs or yeah anything like that he never mentioned anything sexual there was nothing um yeah there's nothing just obvious like that so I didn't think twice about it it's like oh he's only five years older than me who cares yeah yeah yeah. and I mean I I think that's kind of how it starts right like they're not gonna you know start with the the bad scary stuff they're going to lure you in and then that's when you feel more comfortable to do things that you shouldn't be doing right yeah no I think that's kind of the the norm but I think these days especially there's a lot more brazen right off the bat you know I mean how often do you get an unsolicited d-pick when you're on any form of social media and prove yourself to be any form of a female yeah, my, one of my coworkers was saying that about her daughter who's dating. She's like, she gets a D pick like every day. Oh, like, oh, like why though? Like it's you, not cute. Can you both just teach your sons not to send a D pick. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he would be so many kinds of dead. <laughs> how you introduce that concept like <laughs> listen boys there's gonna come a time when you learn about deep and you're gonna want to send it to somebody but don't Do not. <laughs> yeah no i mean it's one thing when they're four and a half almost five years old they come busting out of the bathroom like mom look at my penis <laughs> <laughs> but it's not cute when you're 13 and you're sending it to girls in your class And like, those are the things that we probably never thought as parents, we were going to have to like tell our kids. Yes. No, even having gone through the things that we go through, you just don't think about it when you're planning on having kids. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're going to be sweet little babies. They're going to smell so nice and they're going to love me so much and I'm going to love them so much. You don't think about the fact that you're going to have to tell your sons, do not take pictures of your junk. (laughs) Do not send it to unsuspecting women. Oh, man. You know, always get a consent for everything. Like, you just don't think you're going to have to have those conversations. Thankfully, I think I have some time, but it's going to happen before I know it, for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're walking towards uh, Murder Murder Park to meet this guy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's where we are. Um, I mean, there really isn't that much to tell about the first meeting. So, like, we just kind of met up, we hung out, chatted, we sat like on this little dock and just kind of dangled our feet and talked for a couple hours. We really nothing happened. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about, really. You know, so despite all of these red flags, everything was fine. We both went home. I got home safely in one piece. Somehow he didn't wear my face. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And did your grandma ask you where you were going? And, like, did were you ever considering being like, hey, I'm just going to the woods to meet somebody I met online? It'll be (laughs) fine. I don't even know if she would have understood that concept, to be honest with you, but... Um, no, I, she didn't think twice about it because it was a place that pretty much, I grew up in a really small town. So it's pretty much a place that everyone went to. I mean, people from nearby neighborhoods would come walk their dogs down there. People would ride their mountain bikes and kids would go party at night. They would, you know, go secretly drink and have a bonfire. It was, I would just go for a walk sometimes to blow off steam. So it wasn't uncommon for me to go there. So I was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk. And she was like, okay, bye. See you later. And I was like, maybe not. I might be in a trunk. <laughs> oh my but yeah, somehow it was fine. Like I said, I don't really remember much of it. It's just I remember we got home. I got home after that and I was like swooning. I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. Oh my God, he yeah. smells so good. This is for real. I'm definitely going to see him again. And do you think that you identified that he was likely older than he said? No, I don't think so. And to this day, I do kind of believe that he was 19 just based on, like, I guess, how closely can you relate to a 13, 14 year old girl if you are, in fact, a 35 year old man? Yeah. Like, he did strike me as being, personality wise, he did strike me as being close to my age. Yeah. I mean, but also we should say a 19 year old is still too old for a teen. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100 percent but um yeah looking back i never thought twice about that really um but yes i mean i don't really remember what happened after that i think we chatted a couple more times or emailed back and forth a couple more times but no real plans to meet up again yet and then a couple weeks go by i'm waiting for the bus outside my school one of my friends that i had told about all of this i only had a couple people that knew um she kind of points over my shoulder and she goes oh my god is that him because i had told her about his, he had a nice car and you know he was so cute and this is how he dresses and she's like is that him so i turn around i'm like no there's no way i mean why would he be here yeah so i turn around and he's standing there like a parent at the pickup just <sighs> standing there with his door open waving at me like hey oh my god oh no 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 so in looking back I do not remember and I think it hit me at that moment too I don't remember telling him what school I went to because there were there were two middle schools in our town there was the east school and the west school so he had a 50% chance of finding you right away yeah so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) or the day before he went instead of the other school yeah looking for you and didn't find you so he went to the next right yeah, and I, I I really don't know how that process happened for him. I mean, I never bothered to ask. But yeah, so like I I pretty much got so nervous. Of course, this is way before everyone had a smartphone, so I couldn't just go and check my messages and say, oh, I wonder if he texted me and told me he was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last thing I knew was that we had said goodnight, and that was it, and that was days ago. 
I kind of, at this point, he's seen me. He knows I've seen him. I don't know what else to do. So I pretended I was super flattered, mm-hmm. as you do, and kind of nervously walked over and he reparked his car so that he wouldn't be stuck in the parent pickup. And we kind of walked around the perimeter of my school and then we wound up in the woods behind my school because, again, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong here? Yeah. I have to say, I do love the woods, but this is extreme. Yeah. yeah. Even for me, this is this is a lot. Oh, man. So, I mean, again, lucky for me, I could have been on an episode of Law and Order SVU, but I did not wind up there. I went home. Yeah. We just kind of like made out in the woods because oh, that's what you do oh, when you're a teenager. Wow. And so was this sort of your first like experience intimately with a boy? Like, um, sort of, kind of, I guess. I had had quote unquote boyfriends to the point that you can yeah. yeah. By the time you're 13 and 14, like my best friend was a boy and we had kissed a few times and he was like in love with me and always wanted to be more than friends. So, I mean, I'd had sort of romantical <laughs> situations yeah. in my life, but yeah, this was probably the most intense physically, especially. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because now that you say that, I realize it and I had not realized it until now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. God. No, no, no. No, please continue to point out how messed up I was as a kid. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> oh, man. But it's just so crazy because, like, the power dynamic between a 19-year-old. With a car. With a car. With, and, a, yeah. and a, you know, preteen, teen, is just, oh, it's just so wrong. It's oh, so yeah. Wrong, but, like, I remember being that age and having crushes on like Leonardo DiCaprio and like older, you know, guys from Hollywood. And, and when you're that age, you think like if a hot guy like showed up to see you, you would be so excited. Right. But like, it's so wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was, I mean, like I said, I kind of got nervous because I was like, how does he even know what school I go to? Yeah. How does he know what time I get out and I'm waiting for the bus? Yeah. Um, Yikes. Yeah, just a a bunch of questions. And of course, none of it came up until later when I kind of went home and thought about everything. And I was like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. 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 All I can think of is like, if that was my kid and she came home and said like, this guy I met online showed up at my school in his car. All I would want to do is find that guy and probably murder him. Like that's like, I can't even... Uh, just like the protection that you have over your kids at that age oh yeah is huge right so it would just be so terrifying to hear something like that oh yeah and you know what the the real kicker is is that my my dean at my school and our principal and our school resource officer would all stand out there at the end of the day when everyone was getting picked up and getting on buses yeah so they saw so unless i'm super stealthy which I know I'm not. Um, wow. Someone must have seen this guy. I mean, it's a small town. You see the same people picking up their kids all the time. You see the same kids getting on the same bus every single day. How do you not notice one of your students getting picked up by some guy who looks to be a little too old to just yeah. be their pal? Yeah. yeah. I feel like today that would never fly. No. Oh, no way. No like, way. That would never fly. Like, if I go pick up Michelle's kids from daycare, if there's a new staff person, I have to show ID. I'm on a list. Yeah. 
if somebody shows up and they're not on the list, they're not getting those kids. Yeah. Right. I actually went to, um, I mean, years and years later, I was probably in my late twenties at this point, but my sister, one of my sisters ended up going to the same school and I went to pick her up for my mom one day and I had to buzz at the door to get in. Yeah. I had to sign in at the main office. I had to show my ID. My mom had to call in earlier to say, my oldest daughter's coming to pick her up. It's okay. I actually remember standing there in the principal's office going, huh, this is ironic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, here I am getting ID'd and having to sign her out. And my mom has to call. And meanwhile, 10, 13 years ago, I'm just waltzing off with this random guy. Yeah. From Boston. And then again, it's like we were the so we were the experiment for that. Yeah, you know, like bad things had to happen to us for the rules to be changed. Yeah, yeah, they're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> God, they're welcome. But you know that happens with everything, right? Like seatbelts weren't in, weren't invented until bad things happened, and then right. now we're safe. You know, safer. Right. And it's just like it's crazy. Yeah, car seats never used to even exist, and now you can buy a Bible and still be wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, so you left with him from school. Yep. I He reparked his car. We walked out back to the woods, kind of like sat around and chatted for a while, ended up making out. That's when we made plans for him to come visit me a couple weeks later to meet back up at the conservation area across the street from my house. Which, again, across the street from my house. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I had said, oh, it's right across the street from my house. <laughs> <laughs> Like you do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so in that two week time period between him showing up at my school and us planning to meet up again, I had made a little cartoon doll online. And I don't know if you guys remember those. They were called dolls with a Z. Yeah, it sounds slightly Maybe. familiar. I, if you saw them, you'd know exactly what I was talking about. Like you'd go yeah. online, there'd be these little templates, like paper dolls almost. Okay. And you could do all kinds of accessories and just one of those dumb early 2000s things. Okay, yeah. Um, so I made him one that looked like me and him together. Because and I, child. Like I, I was in love, excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was my fiance, damn it. <laughs> watch, watch like the mad M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of my story is like, and now we're married, we have a four-year-old. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I made I made him one of those dolls of us together, super cutesy, blah blah blah, throw up, disgusting. Yeah. I emailed it to him. He emailed me back. He was like, "Oh my god, you're so sweet. You're so pretty. Thank you for the picture." Said a bunch oh. of really nice things. It was so nice seeing you the other day. I can't wait to see you again. So I printed the email out to put it in my journal because. <laughs> It's 2000, 2001, and I have a yeah. journal, and I need to print my emails when they're sweet. Yeah. <laughs> because you want to show it, you know, at your wedding, what, how it all yeah. started, right? Yeah, we're, we're all going to laugh about this during the toast. Oh, my oh, God. God. I just want to barf thinking about it. You're welcome. <laughs> so, either way, my grandmother apparently went snooping through my room. Of course, I felt it was snooping. And now looking back, I realized I would do the same damn thing. Yes. Yeah. Within reason, if I had a reason to believe something weird was going on. So she found that letter days later 
And I think it was probably a couple days before we were planning to see each other again at that point. She assumed based on the phrasing in his email that I had sent him like actual sexy pics of me. Oh, yeah. Which absolutely not. I mean, at that point, in order to do that, I would have had to take very precarious selfies with like a one of those disposable cameras. (laughs) I would have had to develop them at the pharmacy. I would have had to use a scanner to get them onto my computer. And then I would have had to copy and paste them into an email. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of work. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. No. So either way, my grandmother didn't know this. And she thinks that I'm sending him pictures of myself. So she freaks out, yeah. pieces everything together. She realizes, oh, my God, she's met an older man online. He's come to visit her. They've met in person. She drives me straight to our local police station oh, with the email that was printed. Yeah. But we didn't have anything else on him. I mean, yeah. we didn't have his license plate, didn't know the make and model of his car. I had a first and last name and a general town, but Boston's a big city. So, yeah, you know, what am I supposed to say? Oh, he's a Korean guy from Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Who probably gave you a fake name. Who might have, yeah, most yeah. likely gave me a fake name. Yeah. So what are they supposed to do with that except for say, you know, here's what you should look out for. Make sure he doesn't come to your house. Yeah, they could do. Well, and too, because even for law enforcement, that was still such a new concept to have like an online crime. Yeah, that they probably were just like, "Oh, don't do it, (laughs) don't do that." (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. It's like, hey, kids, just have common sense, and we're like, "What now?" (laughs) Yeah, like in today's world, they would have had his IP address. They would have traced him. Yeah, pinged his phone. Like. Yeah, so... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, they would have had to go pretty much through all of the background stuff, like you said, like IP address, usernames, yeah, that kind of thing. Because even today, if we went to the police with a name, a presumed age, and a general area of where to find somebody, even today with the technology that the police have, they still couldn't nail that guy down. Yeah. They would need to have access to catch a predator. Yeah, Chris John Hansen. Hansen. John Oliver. That's the guy from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, John. I, you know what? Well, I don't want to catch any predators. Thank you. I do have to say, I would watch a reboot of To Catch a Predator with John Oliver. Honestly, that would be incredible. It would be incredible. 100%. That would be my new favorite show. <laughs> Why don't oh, you have man. a seat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, So, yeah, I mean, pretty much that's almost where the story ends, except that I'm almost 100% sure that I saw him parked outside of my school or near my school a couple more times after that. So did you message him and you were like, hey, listen, the police are getting involved. Yeah. Um, I sent, I'm pretty sure I sent one final email where I was like, listen, my grandmother found one of your emails to me. She's gone to the police. I don't think they're going to find anything on you, but like we can't talk anymore. Yeah. I don't know if he ever got it. I never got a response. I never got like a bounce back email that he had deleted his username or anything like that. It was a really weird situation. So like part of me now, since it's been so long, I look back and I'm like, did I ever actually send that or did I just write it to like make myself feel better? Like I don't, truly remember if it ever got to him how else would he 
Like, why else wouldn't he have persistently tried to get hold of you or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, my grandmother made me delete my profile and create a new username with super strict parental controls, which, of course, I convinced her to turn off later because, oh, the parental controls are too strict. I can't get to the websites I need for my school research. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, that. Yeah. Um, Crazy. But, yeah, so I had to delete that profile. I had to create something completely new. She had really strict parental controls on there. I basically couldn't do anything online there's no point at that point of me even having a profile yeah so obviously i never got a chance to sign back into my old one and find out if he ever reached out to me yeah yeah um and yeah so i i think i saw his car a couple more times but then i can't really prove that it was actually him it may have been like seeing what i wanted to see yeah yeah like you know, like like that big grandiose scene in a movie when someone's leaving at the airport and the person yeah. runs in after them, like, no, but I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knowing what we know now in 2020 about internet safety and predators and grooming, and I have no doubt that like he was grooming you, that he was, you know, methodically working to sort of advance the relationship sexually. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I I don't know. It well, because just... why Why else would you be online in a chat room knowing someone is 13 years old, you know, starting a conversation with them unless there's something, you know, bad that you're planning, yeah. right? Like, it's not, there's no other reason for it. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it. I've, I've thought about it a few times over the years where it's like, what, yeah, like you said, what other reason is there really? Yeah. But then the other thing I can think of is that maybe he was maybe in some way very emotionally stunted or, you know, just like a lot younger than he actually was and maybe felt like he couldn't connect with people who's on it. Not that that's an excuse, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only other thing I can think of is that he's maybe having trouble in his day to day life connecting with people his own age. Mm-hmm. So he feels like, oh, I can just go online and sit behind a keyboard and make friends yeah oh man and And they'll like me enough to meet up with me in person and they'll already know who i am kind of thing yeah Yeah. did you feel the need to kind of like um be rebellious after the fact and be like no grandma i love him and like try to find him or try to sneak off or anything like that like to to see him or was it kind of like okay phew thank goodness like this didn't go any farther um i think a little bit of both part of me was just super pissed at my grandmother because i was like why are you, first of all, why are you going through my stuff? Yeah. Why are you going through my journal? Yeah. You're also not listening to me when I tell you I didn't send him pictures of myself. I don't have a way to do that. And you know, I don't have a way to do that. Yeah. Do you think she saw you as a victim or as a disobedient teenager? Oh, both for sure. Yeah. Both. I think she was afraid that I would just get snatched out of my bedroom window one night and then like be made into a skin suit somewhere. <laughs> back behind your house in the woods behind my house in the woods but yeah so i mean i don't know whatever happened to that guy and i don't know if i don't know if he is still in the area i don't know if he ever got arrested for trying to do the same thing again yeah yeah because yeah you would think that maybe he just moved on to somebody else oh man that's That's, crazy it's so scary just to think of all the like what ifs and just to look back and think like what was i thinking you know 
it's yeah it's interesting to look at this story through the lens of being in our 30s and having this knowledge about internet safety um yeah yeah it's just so wild yeah it's really crazy oh my gosh well thank you so much for telling us this like cautionary tale because i think like like we said so many people are going to look back especially you know when you know they were sort of pre-teens in the 90s early 2000s at some of the things that we did as teenagers that we should probably be dead by now yeah yeah oh definitely the places we went the things we lied about the people we went with it's it's crazy i don't know how any of us made it so crazy all right well we'll let you get back to your day thank you guys for having me back again this oh was my fun gosh. we'll have to have you back to hear more of your stories i will try to narrow them down because it seems like <laughs> In this one story alone, it seems like a lot of my stories coincide. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you later. All right, you guys too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Michelle, <laughs> do you worry about your kids and the internet? No. Why? <laughs> I was like, oh, really? No, of course they do. But um, I think yeah. like our chat room's still a thing. Um, I think it's more like, um, like Adrian will play Xbox and he'll talk to people like you can strangers? add strangers. No, no. Like his friends. But right. I think you could add strangers. I think now instead of chat rooms, it's more like Instagram DMs or Facebook Messenger or things like that. Oh my where... God. Why did I not even think about that? I don't know. Cause you're old. I'm an idiot. Or on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. So yeah, I think I for me it's like, you know, you want to teach them you're not talking to or adding people that you don't know. Yeah. Um, never share your personal information. And if they say they're you're they're your age, don't automatically believe them. Well, no, because I mean everybody lies on the internet. So yeah. so yeah, I mean definitely I have fears about that kind of stuff, but um I want to catfish your kids, see if I could do it. Oh great. Didn't you want to like Try to kidnap them the other yeah, day? Yeah, I want to see what they'll do. <laughs> I don't think my kids have enough trauma in their lives. I really think that you should add to it. That would really make my job a lot easier. Oh, my God. But I do worry so much about them. Oh, yeah. My I mean, sister's kids. like I worry about them all the time about a million different scenarios, right? Like, even them walking across the street, you worry about everything else. Like, like everything that could happen. So, yeah. And... And I guess for, like, my job is just, especially with the internet, is to be, like, aware of, you know, new apps or new yeah. things that are coming up that could be dangerous, right? Yeah. Like, our parents didn't have any really big concept of chat rooms or, I guess, the dangers. Because if, if my parents were like, well, who are you talking to? It's like, oh, just somebody I know or somebody my age, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> but now um that's true we're now raising the generation but yeah. like that we are we lived through it right it's like yeah well we know all the all the tricks right yeah so but there's always new apps and there's always new slang and new lingo and new kind of things coming up that we need to be on top of like yeet <laughs> Adrian's always saying yeet yeet is actually from a few years ago so that's not even now it's like everything I I guess it's good that we're on TikTok because we do hear a lot of the new stuff but like um sus do you know what sus means no 
like sus- like suspicious. Like if someone's being like sus, isn't to suss it out like to well, get info? Yeah, but I think that that's it. That's different. Like this sus is like that person's like like suspicious. So am I acting sus right now, or am I sus? Yeah, why are your eyes darting back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is scary. I know. Let's just move out to the woods where, not the woods. Let's move. <laughs> we just heard about the woods. Uh, I don't think that's the Let's best Let's move out to, to somewhere far away where there's no internet, except for one room in the house that the kids don't know about that we can go in. I was like, I am not going anywhere without the internet. Thank you very much. But the kids don't need to know about it. Yeah. That was like at your house yesterday when the girls just started like gathering up grass and making a giant pile yeah, and they like, were just like literally hand raking my yard yeah and like making a giant pile of grass and when lindy asked them what they were doing they're like oh yeah we've been doing this at school and lindy's like this isn't the first time you've made a giant pile of grass <laughs> and i said you take you know tv and the internet away and this is what happens yeah johnny liked it yeah curled up in it <laughs> Anywho, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you don't already, please follow us on, oh, on Instagram, we are rapidly nearing a thousand followers and we're going to do a giveaway once we hit a thousand. So if you don't already follow us on Instagram at I did not sign up for this dot podcast. Um, we're also on Facebook and I'm going to try and be. Well, and by be better, I mean just start and then continue um, <laughs> using our Facebook group. I've really been trying to figure out like what the purpose of a Facebook group is. Yes. Not to be confused. So on our, we have a Facebook page. That's where we post our episodes. Yeah. Um, but within that, there's a specific group that you can join. Um, and I think it's really designed to be more interactive. And yeah. so I really want to enter. Well, we both, we want to more interact with our listeners and you know, like we'll talk about something in our intro or outro or about the episode specifically. And so often I'm like, you know, let us know what you think, but there's no real platform (laughs) to let me know what you think. And so this way, if you're on our Facebook group, Group. um, which I can have topics. Yeah. We can have topics and we can have dialogue back and forth. Um, and you can talk to each other and, yeah, so I really want to get that started. So check it out. We're on Facebook at I Did Not Sign Up For This. And if you want more stories, um, our own traumatic stories, and bonus content, we're on Patreon um, at patreon.com slash I Did Not Sign Up For This. And it's a really great way just to, um, I don't know, support us in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that's it. <laughs> we are we are burnt out on recording today i know we're sleepy now all right well okay. we will talk to you all later thank okay. you bye bye